0: sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on VSense, the sports betting network
4: good afternoon everybody welcome into the show it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard your host out here i'm in live from las vegas uh josh applebaum your other host is
5: on the east coast live in boston good afternoon josh Good afternoon, Pritch. How you doing? We got so much to get to today. And by the way, Cam Newton, I I was talking about him yesterday. Uh, Lo and behold, today he signs back with the Carolina Panthers, so... Uh, If there was a profit out there on whether or not Cam would return to the NFL, I didn't see one, but he did cash, so good for Cam here. But, Pritch, we got so much to talk about. We got Thursday night football in the NFL and college. We got a big NBA and NHL slate. We got college hoops today as well. My UVM Catamounts are are making their debut this year, right uh, today. So, Pritch, so much to get to. We got Gamble and Lou, who always brings the energy and the heat. And, real quick, Pritch, just before we, we break down today's slate and get into everything, I tweeted this from my account earlier uh, at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. But there was a really interesting article from Deadspin. A bunch of these Reddit and TikTok users have been uncovering this betting system. And it kind of coincides with everything that we talk about in terms of buying low and selling high. And it's very, very simple. The NFL this year, and I've kind of been thinking about this and I'm kind of annoyed I didn't uh, come up with it before (laughs) Deadspin did, Pritch. But what's funny is if you bet. In favor so go into a week in the NFL. If you bet on a team who who missed or who didn't cover the previous week, mm-hmm. and you bet against a team who did cover. Those spots right there this year, 39-14 and against the spread, 74%. So, again, two teams going head-to-head. One didn't cover. One did cover the previous week. You take the team that didn't cover, again, cashing almost three out of four bets this year. And that speaks to, I think, just the the, uh, what have you done for me lately, recency bias of the NFL. If you didn't cover, you're undervalued because the public's mad at you and maybe lost a bet. If you did cover, they're just going to ride you. But, Pritch, you didn't cover versus a team that did that team that didn't cover 75% almost ATS this year. Really interesting nugget here.
4: Goes to show you what type of information is out there, right? I mean, or, you know, certainly what betters can use. I mean, from the book standpoint, they got to be ready for that. I know I've heard bookmakers talk about that. Uh, Chris Andrews right here at South Point has mentioned that, the competitiveness of of still trying to understand the information flow and what people are doing. I asked Ben Fox, our own Ben Fox, uh, VP of digital content, This was months ago, because you remember the, what, GameStop and all the Reddit wave that was going on in the stock market. I I wondered if that was going to happen with betting. Uh, At that point, uh, there was no indication of that, but you just brought up a great point,
5: though. (laughs) Yeah, it's really intriguing, Pritch, because I kind of felt this way, and this is kind of philosophy if you're a contrarian better anyway, because – I think you're programmed as regular or casual or recreational betters to say, Hey, I want to bet on a team that covers a lot. I want to mm-hmm. bet against teams that don't cover a lot. It makes total sense. But when we talk about value and really what all we care about is better is, is getting value, finding an edge. And really that's buying low on teams that don't cover and selling high on teams that do cover. Mm-hmm. So if you put them head to head and you get the recency bias of the previous week to take advantage of really, really has paid off this year. So it's really interesting to see. And shout out to the Reddit, the TikTokers, all of them, Chris, they're helping <laughs> us out with this betting system. Absolutely.
4: So let's get back to that cam newton news he signs with the panthers uh, number one still available so uh, he's back uh, i think that's curtains for uh, sam darnold i know he's gonna be on ir for a little bit but i think that's over uh that experiment uh, i mentioned it weeks ago that he better wake up uh the 3-0 start i think kind of hid uh had the mask on in terms of his flaws he never improved he never got bad- better better uh, and so now you bring in an alpha male like cam newton to Carolina, you cannot go back to Sam Darnold. In fact, I think Cam Newton's going to want it that way.
5: Yeah, I think you're totally right, Pritch. Let's look at it from the perspective of Carolina. You know, it obviously didn't really work out here with Sam Darnold, but I would still take that chance, Pritch. They didn't have to give up. You know, first round. I know it was maybe like a second and a fourth or mm-hmm. something like that, depending on maybe how far they go in the playoffs. But you give it a shot. It didn't work out. And Sam Darnold now does he become a journeyman backup? I think he's had these opportunities, uh, obviously with the Jets. Nobody really succeeds with the Jets except Mike White here, Pritch. But other than that, him and Joe Namath, it's a tough spot. So uh, you got to, you know, with Cam coming back, it kind of makes sense if P.J. Walker is now going to be your starter. If Darnold's either ineffective or injured, you want kind of another mobile type quarterback with. Uh, With Cam, obviously, he doesn't have the speedy you stab, but I'll give him credit last year. You know, if you put him on the goal line, you know, and you can have him rush the ball, he can still get you some yardage there. So it's kind of in the same vein of not having to really change your playbook. But, Pritch, I'm looking at this game upcoming this weekend where PJ Walker and Carolina going to Arizona. We have to wait on who the quarterback will be for Arizona. But that's pretty much a double digit spread, open around 10. It's at 10, 10 and a half at some shops. Throughout the week, uh, sometimes it's dipped down to nine and a half. So we'll see how this thing develops. But that system that I led off with, Pritch, it actually would match. You know, grabbing the points here uh, mm-hmm. with Carolina because they did not cover against New England. They get rolled twenty-four to six. You lose and don't cover as a three and a half point home dog. And then Arizona, we all know the even though they missed all their guys, they went to San Fran and won 31-17 uh, as a five and a half point dog. So that would match that Reddit system from our, our, our <laughs> friends on the internet uh, with the Panthers and the points there, especially if you can get a 10.5 in the hook.
4: Yeah, purely from a betting standpoint, and that's what we're going to focus on right here with Cam Newton and the Panthers. I mean, if you're not turning the football over, how good are the Panthers? Uh, this defense is not bad. Uh, you look at matchups, you look at this number, minus 10, they're catching 10 points on the road. But if you're not turning the ball over offensively, if you get something from Cam uh, not so much from P.J. Walker. I mean, we'll see what happens with him, but with Cam Newton, I, mean, I think that's the future. Uh, when you look at not only at this game, but the next game for the Panthers uh, and their attempt to make the playoffs or at least have a playoff run, but just looking at it from a betting perspective, you're not turning the ball over, taking care of business that way. Uh, that could be helpful and beneficial for this football team.
5: It really could, Pritch. You know, I'm already going to the total here because it jumped out to me that it opened at I think it was 45. It's down to around 44. So you have seen some movement. To that under here with PJ Walker. And mm-hmm. you know, again, will we get Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray? We shall see. Uh, but Pritch, you have Carolina actually a really good under team this year, seven and two to the under. And to your credit, they play pretty good defense. I would say, Pritch, there's now a controversy in New England where uh, you know, Brian Burns or Reddick, or I forgot who it was, they're saying, uh, you know, happy hunting here with my guy Mac Jones. So I'm gonna protect Mac Jones. I don't want anyone going after my <laughs> my quarterback here, but uh Pritch, that under does does jump out to me. It's falling. Carolina's been good to the under this year. And if you look at Uh, When the total is 45 or less, so it's a lower end total, the under in those spots is 25 and 16, 61% this year. So maybe something to keep an eye out for. Maybe we get that good defense, not a ton of scoring, which probably with Cam as now maybe backing up or being behind Walker, kind of the same sort of, uh, you know, play good defense, don't score a ton, keep it close. That would be what you're looking for, obviously, if you're going to take the points, keep it under 10 if you want to sweat the Panthers there.
4: A uh, couple of developments just to keep an eye on for this weekend for sure. Nick Chubb uh, There could be a chance still. Keep an eye on that. And then uh, you think about the Vikings and their enhanced protocol situation that they're going through right now too. So something to think about before you make those bets if you haven't already. Uh, let's move on to Thursday night football. BetMGM Insights, the spread, 79%. Ticket percentage on the Ravens. They handle 66% on the Ravens. Ravens from minus seven to minus seven and a half.
5: Yeah, so Pritch, we've seen movement toward Baltimore, obviously. It's a pretty lopsided play. So again, always talk about, hey, where's the public? Uh, if you care about this, you're a contrarian better like me. I want to be against the majority of the tickets. So it is a very popular play to Baltimore. They're getting 79% of tickets and a heavily bet game here. But I do think, even though the handle count is a little bit lower, pitch, I think there was maybe some respected money early. I did see some books even open minus 6.5 Ravens, all the way up to 7, now 7.5. And we are seeing some books maybe creep up to eight right now, Pritch. So this line is continuing to move toward Baltimore. So what I'm looking at here, Pritch, I can't really go, you know, with the public wakuno a bar. Everyone's got a Lamar Jackson jersey, especially with these primetime dogs doing so well. 19 and eight ATS on the year, 70%, which would match with Miami. But I do like the Ravens on a teaser. I think they're in a really good teaser spot. If you can find a book that's still at seven and a half that hasn't gone to eight yet, even at eight, I, I understand that as well. But I really like the seven and a half down to one and a half. I added that in a teaser. Uh, one thing really noticeable with, with John Harbaugh, uh, he's nine and zero against the spread and eight and one straight up against Miami in his career as the Ravens coach, and they've outscored Miami one thirty seven to sixteen their last three games. So he's really had Miami's number here. But in terms of laying the seven and a half eight. I think relate to the party pitch, Mm -hmm. you know, the Ravens could roll here, but if we keep betting minus seven and a half, minus eights when it opens seven or six and a half, and we're totally with the public to me, that's not really worthwhile. So I'd be looking at a teaser opportunity. I think a good partner with the Ravens tonight, taking them down seven and a half to minus one and a half. We'll be looking at Cleveland plus two and a half to plus eight, eight and a half against the Patriots. Or uh, the Las Vegas Raiders going two and a half to eight and a half against the Chiefs. Uh, but Pritch, you would have, again, if you want to put on that hazmat suit, favorites <laughs> early, dogs late. I would wait out as long as you can. Can you get an eight and a half? Does it, I don't know if it gets to nine. I mean, maybe you get an eight and a half. I half. I'm. I was waiting to see the next move here. But dogs, 58% ATS this year. Primetime dogs, 70% ATS this year. Home dogs, seven or more. Seven and three ATS this year and 60% ATS the last uh, last two years. Conference dogs are 62% ATS, and if you look at the board that we had a second ago, um, actually you have a low bets higher dollar discrepancy with Miami, believe it or not. Okay. Only 21% of bets, but 34% of money. So, Pritch, I think you know if you put on the hazmat, wait it out, see if you can get the best number you can with Miami, but my one play here on this game, Pritch, would be that teaser spot. I like the Ravens here, 7.5 down to 1.5. To me, that's a really good teaser opportunity. Okay,
4: because I have a question, Mr. Contrarian, <laughs> Mr. Hazmat. Uh, two is a game-time decision, by the way. Uh, so what's keeping you or preventing you from backing or betting on the Dolphins as a purely contrarian bettor, uh, you, you, Every All those boxes that you just mentioned for the dog has been checked, right? And, and so it's a hazmat situation, but yet normally you look for those. But what's keeping you <laughs> off of that and, and favoring the teaser situation with the Ravens?
5: Yeah, so it's, it's a great question, Pritch. What's keeping me off that is two things. Number one, this Harbaugh stuff against Miami historically, where he just rolls against Miami and it's no let up and keeps scoring, scoring, scoring. And again, you know, 8 and 1 straight up, 9 and 0 ATS, outscoring them at a ridiculous clip. Mm-hmm. I'm also concerned Tua or Jacoby Brissett, you know, will they be able to score enough points to cover this number and keep it close? This offense only averaging about 17 points a game. You have about 28 here for Baltimore. But my other thing, Pritch, is. I love these hazmat plays, and again, this is a purely contrarian bet with an inflated line, which is a value play on Miami. The one thing that holding me off of it would be I want at least some indication of some respective money on Miami. Like I was saying if it's at 7.5, do we get buyback where it okay. falls back to 7, or does the juice late trend back toward the Dolphins? There's been zero buyback on Miami, so again, if you're playing this contrarian angle, sit back. You don't have to bet it right now. I'd wait out all afternoon mm-hmm. into tonight before kickoff, get the best number you can. But to me, the teaser spot, I'm a little more comfortable with. But, Pritch, we've seen these primetime dogs. You know, somehow the Miami Dolphins will cover tonight, and I'll just over overthink the whole thing. But right. I'll go teaser, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll take the Dolphins and the points if it keeps rising. We
4: did establish that the doggy door is still open across it's this open, uh, league Pritch. right now. Uh, Indeed <laughs> helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com credit. Off and rolling here on Betting and Cost America. Cannot wait for our next guest, Lou Finnecaro, points for a weekly contributor. Get his thoughts on the National Football League. That's coming up next right here on BSN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: If you dare.
2: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.
3: Zumo Play.
6: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum
0: on vSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Hey, everybody. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. With your state-issued ID, open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. I'm Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so is our next guest. Lou Finacaro Point Spread Weekly contributor, v MMA analyst, about business podcast host as well. Lou, how are you?
6: I'm doing great, guys. Always a pleasure to share a few minutes with you talking about the NFL.
4: Always a pleasure to have you, Lou. So, Josh Applebaum and myself, we were talking about the chance that Alex Van Pelt, the um, offense coordinator for the Browns, mentioned about Chubb. Uh, the chance that he could still play. Now, I don't know what type of chance or how large of a chance uh, it is, but considering this game, they're catching two points on a road against New England. Your thoughts on that situation?
6: Well, my thoughts are a week ago it was New England given three, and so I guess on the strength of Cleveland's impressive victory last week, uh, they get the benefit of a one-digit tick in advantage. That said, I thought New England looked pretty good last week as well. I also believe uh, that it's New England that's really matriculating improvement week after week. Where co- Cleveland's shown a little inconsistency, and not only Pritch is it Mike is it um, Nick Chubb, but it's the whole running back room. We know that Kareem Hunt's not playing, so uh, outside of uh, De'arnest Johnson, I think they got some concerns with the running backs. And I just think it's a really good spot. If I'm under the key number of three to get Bill Belichick at home uh, in this situation, I'm convinced that the Patriots are ratcheting upward.
5: Lou, it's great to talk to you. Great to uh, – we always look forward to these Thursdays talking games with you. But um, New Orleans, Tennessee, this is a game that you uh, you threw to us in your rundown. What's interesting to me is it looks like a really good buy low sell high spot to maybe back the Saints. Uh, You have the Titans who have won a bunch of games in a row and then really had a huge, really impressive victory with with missing Derrick Henry, and they go to the Rams win 28-16. They went outright as a seven-point dog. On the flip side, the Saints are coming off that loss to Atlanta where they were favored by six and a half, and you lose outright 27-25. So it's intriguing to me is everybody's taking uh, the, the, uh, the Titans here off a big win, riding high, feeling great. But the line opened at minus three, and it really hasn't moved at all here, Lou. So it looks to me... Kind of like a line freeze, it's notable that it hasn't gone up to, you know, three and a half, four, despite being so uh, so popular with the public. So what do you think here, Lou? With the Saints getting three points, especially with Road Dogs this year doing so well, 63%, 63% ATS, is this a worthwhile spot to back uh, Trevor Simeon getting three points?
6: I absolutely think of it that way. I don't maybe think of it as Trevor Simeon getting the points. I think of it as the New Orleans defense getting that points and Sean Payton getting those points. Uh, Yet Tennessee looked spectacular last week against a Rams team. uh, I think that has the potential to play like New Orleans, but didn't. This week, Tennessee's not going to be so easy. I think New Orleans is going to come in with a sour attitude. And if we look close, At the Tennessee game with L.A. last week, I mean, Tennessee didn't light it up offensively, 69 rushing yards, 143 passing yards, but a couple of perfectly timed interceptions, one for a touchdown. Uh, I think New Orleans is in a really good spot this week, provided you get the full three or better.
4: I like that too, Lou. I mean, Tennessee, give them credit. Uh, they took it to the Rams physically. Uh, I think what you said, I uh, mentioned about the Saints being in a bad mood, uh, that's going to make this game very, very interesting. And catching three points, too, on top of that, that's outstanding.
6: I think as well, Pritch, that that New Orleans defense is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I, I regard them higher than. The Rams, and I think it's going to be much more difficult for Tennessee to execute an, an imbalanced offense against this defense.
5: Lou, another one that caught my eye almost the same exact situation. If you like the points there with New Orleans, you'd probably like Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles here in the points. Of course, you have Denver winning two in a row and then having that really surprising 30 to 16 win, very resounding here uh, over Dak Prescott and the Cowboys whereas the Eagles, they've been struggling pretty much all year, three and six straight up, although they are four and five ATS, but they've lost three of their last four, and you lose to the Chargers there, where there's a lot of money coming in on the Eagles. I think they were plus three down to plus one, and you end up losing by three there at the buzzer. But, Lou, what, what's your take on this game? Would you be looking at Philadelphia Eagles getting three? It opened at around three. It looks like it's down to two and a half. Maybe it falls further. Are the Eagles a worthwhile play this weekend?
6: I'm going to say yes and again i i always go back to that look ahead line uh those of us that rely on that are looking for the the opportunity to buck the crowd and so the crowd here obviously jumping on denver believing that they are what we saw last week rather than what we saw the first maybe five or six weeks of the season i'm not so convinced that Denver is everything that they're making them out to be. In fact, I rely on DBOA. The 23rd DBOA rush defense is going to go up against a Philadelphia team that runs the ball pretty decent, especially in lieu of the recent acquisition power runner Jordan Howard. He, coupled with Hurts' ability to to scamper, I think, is going to deal – Denver fits, and I really do think with a full three, Philadelphia is got the talent to compete with Denver, no question.
4: We have Lou Finicaro on the program, Point Spread Weekly contributor, v MMA analyst, about business podcast host uh, as well. You can follow him on Twitter, by the way, do it, at GamLou. Uh, so this next game, a, a opportunity to cash a ticket, I feel, uh, is the Vikings on the road again. Um, they're catching three points now here at the South Point. I think the number was lower earlier Um, But they're playing a Chargers team that's interesting to me too, Lou. Uh, How do you see this game?
6: I see this game as Minnesota's second road game in a row going into the Chargers in a game that on paper looks to really be uh, a fireworks show. And and really, I I don't know how Minnesota is going to keep up with the Chargers. Uh, Yeah, their defense is decent uh, and sure – Minnesota, with that rushing offense, is going to try and keep Herbert off the field. But I'm not so convinced that Minnesota's rushing offense has been that good. Davin Cook's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. I I just think under the key number of three, the Chargers are in a good spot to shine at home. A team well-coached, well-quarterbacked.
5: Lou, got another one for you. Obviously, we're looking towards Sunday, but you go play on that Monday night game. Uh, Rams going to the San Francisco 49ers. Right now, we have uh, maybe a little movement to San Fran. I think they're getting four and a half. A lot of books are now down to four, but I think you're targeting the total here. It looks like it opened 49 and a half, down to 49. This looks like it would match probably a contrarian primetime game, divisional under uh, that fall system match for me. But are you leaning under, and how do you map out this total between the Rams and the 49ers?
6: play again a week ago 47 went right up to 49 and a half and i i really think that's the wrong way to read this game as i read it i look at two teams that are pretty well coached that have decent defenses that were completely embarrassed and have egg all over their face they are division rivals there's familiarity Surely we can count on the Rams defense, number four DVOA. And I think the San Francisco defense is going to step up. San Francisco's the beneficiary of Eli Mitchell and a little bit more balance on offense. I think everything manifests itself into a really kind of a tight slobber knocker kind of a game where the defenses rule this game, not the offenses.
4: You know, Lou, so much has been made of the lack of uh, home field advantage. Uh, Josh Applebaum and myself, we've talked about the value of quarterbacks, too. And uh, considering, I don't know, Buffalo and Jacksonville, I mean, that's really not a quarterback matchup or or a difference or variance that you're looking at. But for me, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to catch up to the thought process of quarterbacks and how to value that. As a, as a guy who's bet uh, on games for more experience, better than I myself, certainly uh, – how are you looking at quarterbacks uh, this year so far?
6: I look at quarterbacks as, as clearly the most important uh, piece on the chess board. Uh, that said, I regard centers right with the quarterback because the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. And uh, while you get dynamic quarterback mismatches, I prefer to look at the quarterback-coach combination with each group Mm -hmm. and see how that uh, shakes out, Mike.
5: Lou, one last one for you. Uh, You wrote about this in Points for Weekly. Goes to show you how sharp Lou is. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo against Andrea Lee. I think, uh, Lou, you talked about Calvillo being around minus 110. She shot up to around minus 130. How do you see this matchup here, Lee and Calvillo?
6: Well, they opened uh, that tightly lined. Uh, Calvillo is the more wrestling-based fighter. And Andrea Lee's a cowboy boot wearing long neck beer bottle drinking brawler and she is mean and rough and she's going to want to keep this fight standing up and Calvillo is going to want to wrestle her up. And I think the, the reason that the line's gone to Calvillo is because she's a wrestler and I do think she bounces off of her recent defeat against Jessica Andrade.
4: I want to see the fight now, just based on how you described it. <laughs> that was awesome. Lou Carlo. thanks again so much for your time.
6: Thanks so much for having me
4: on, guys. Absolutely. Take care. Wow. I, I, I do want to see that fight. That's real. Uh, more betting across America coming up next right here on VSEN, the sports betting network.
0: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on V the Sports
4: Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, college football, some big games. are getting closer and closer to uh, the games, I guess, that really matter uh, if it comes to the, to the football committee, the playoff committee here. So, OU Baylor, it does matter. OU on our board here laying five and a half points against Baylor, uh, 62 and a half to total. Your thoughts?
5: Yeah, Pritch, this one is intriguing for me for a couple reasons. Number one, let's give Oklahoma a little bit of credit here. Um, They would match a couple systems that I really do like. Number one would be uh, a ranked favorite off a buy. So Oklahoma is rested, coming off a buy. If you're a ranked favorite off a buy this year, 12-4 and ATS, 75%. Uh, Over the last decade, it's about 58-59%. So again, being ranked, expected to win, and getting that extra time has benefited teams in the spot that Oklahoma is in. You also get two ranked teams just take the favorite, a system that I really like. It's about 55% ATS the last uh, five years. So those would both match with Oklahoma. But my trepidation here, Pritch, is it looks like some respect to money on Baylor in this one. A lot of these books open, Oklahoma laying around six. At one point, it got all the way to six and a half. And really, over the last couple of days, there's been a ton of buyback on Baylor, plus six and a half, plus six, bringing it back down to five and a half now at this point. So it kind of matches despite all these, you know, rested and and bye week system matches with Oklahoma. I like the movement late to Baylor. And why is that important? Because this is a really, really popular play toward Oklahoma. They're getting about seven, eight out of 10 bets across the market. Everyone's backing them. Yet, you actually have some reverse line movement coming back toward Baylor. So uh, the other thing, Pritch, is you're kind of buying low on Baylor. Um, they last week they played TCU. They lose outright 30 to 28 as a seven-half point favorite. So we talk about again that recency bias of, you know, how do I not lay the points of Oklahoma? You know, Baylor just lost straight up to TCU. I like buying low in that spot after a loss. And I think uh, with Baylor, uh, I think their defense can maybe, you know, slow down a little bit Oklahoma here. Mm-hmm. They're only giving up 20 points a game. Uh, they're averaging about 36 a game. So I know that high powered offense Oklahoma, it's like, how do you not lay the points? But Pritch, even though my system matches off a of buyer with or with the Sooners, I'd look toward Baylor in a in a conference spot at home, super contrarian, a late reverse line move in their favor. I really want the six. We're kind of no man's land with a five and a half right now, Pritch. But I'd be looking at Baylor here uh, plus the points in a, in a spot where the line's going in their favor and despite them not being the popular play.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at backing Baylor, or some people have certainly, but if you can get that six, look out for that too. I mean, uh, maybe the thought is that, okay, the OU football team, the benefit of having Caleb Williams come in for Spencer Rattler, that's over now. Because you've seen Caleb. You've seen him play. It's the same OU team, though. It's the it's a team that struggled against uh, uh, Texas. Texas. It's a team that struggled on the road. I believe it was Kansas uh, that they struggled in that game. And, and so now you have this quarterback that everybody's excited about. But if you can catch up with him, if Baylor has enough time to prepare for his tendencies and what he does, maybe
5: that buyback makes a lot of sense. I think you really laid it out great there, Pritch. And the other thing is, you know, I'll kind of make a comparison, Oklahoma, to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know the Chiefs don't have a great record this year, but Oklahoma's 9-0 and undefeated but they're only four and five ATS. What does that mm-hmm. tell you? It tells you they're winning their games, but you know, it's a coin flip and actually you're losing a bit in terms of covering numbers. And just what you said, they've been in some close games throughout the year. You're going to get that, you know, we always talk about, you know, the Vegas, uh, you know, Vegas Raiders or the Vegas Golden Knights tax in Vegas, but you're going to get this Oklahoma tax just from being a team that year in and year out has, you know, all these really high profile quarterbacks, scores a lot of points with Lincoln Riley. The public's going to innately want to back the, the the Sooners anytime they take the field. So therefore, if they're the really popular their bet yet we're seeing this line dip toward Baylor tells me it's really some wise guy money here on the Baylor Bears moving the line in their favor.
4: Right now the total is 62 and a half in that ball game. How about Purdue on the road against Ohio State? Uh big game. I'm showing the line tick down a little bit. It was 21 minus 21 Ohio State. Now at the south point here minus 20
5: and a half, the total is 62 and a half as well. Yeah, so this one is intriguing to me, Pritch, because it's really, really fishy. And the one thing that I like about this is the fact that, you know, Purdue is coming off two straight wins, Nebraska, but really that Michigan State Uh, win last week, which I got to give him props because I was on him with plus the points, Pritch, and I was like one of those plays where you're like, oh my God, I hate it, but it's so sharp and I got to play it and the (laughs) team actually comes through for you. So, uh, you know, props to Purdue there. But I'm always wary of a team coming off a really, really huge upset win and then being a very, very trendy dog the following week. So uh, you look at Ohio State, one, you know, a bunch of games in a row here, eight and one on the year, Um, but really is the play where the public says, Purdue, you just beat a really good team in Michigan State. Now you're giving me 20, 21, 20 and a half points. That's way too many. Just grab the points here, Pritch. But I would actually lean toward, and call me crazy, I'd lean toward Ohio State laying the points here. I'm looking across the market. Almost 7 out of 10 bets, Pritch, are taking Purdue plus the points. So if you can get, you know, Ohio State off the key number of 21, you're laying 20 and a half. Another thing would be, do we see any late movement back toward you know, Ohio State when we get closer to Saturday? Does it tick back up to 21? Does it fall to 20? I think the next move is really, really meaningful. But it just jumps out to me that Purdue's off a big upset win. They're really, really popular play with the public this week. And it's like, how can you possibly lay the big points with the Buckeyes here, Pritch? But oftentimes with these trendy dog spots, I like to back that contrarian favorite. So I'd actually look to lay the points with Ohio State here and bet against Purdue after that really, really big upset win.
4: All right, let's move on to the ACC. You got uh, NC State and Wake Forest. Wake Forest, first time I've watched Wake Forest play football ever, uh, by the way, against UNC. Um, I'm impressed what they can do offensively. It reminds me of the run and shoot system I played in uh, when I was at Atlanta. Uh, They're laying two points against NC State at home.
5: Yeah, so I think with Wake, obviously, you know, you're losing that game last week to UNC, where that was an epic cover by UNC. (laughs) If you laid the points there in that one, because they were down big and had a crazy second half to cover that number, 58-55. Pritch, that's like a Virginia basketball score Mm -hmm. uh, with these teams with Wake Forest. But uh, what jumped out to me is, you know, Wake Forest popular bet. You know, better record, eight and one. Although I think NC State is kind of in a sleeper spot here because what jumped out to me is you look at the opener, Pritch. A lot of these books ended up opening like minus two and a half. And it's fallen down to two. So even though Wake Forest is this high-flying team, yeah, they lose to UNC, but uh, you got a good record. You're scoring a million points. You're very flashy, and everyone's backing you. Yet this line is falling to NC State. That kind of tells me maybe some NC State money is coming in here, and this would match some systems that I like none none bigger than that short road dog system match plus four or less short road dog in college uh, football here. You're only 53% ATS this year, but historically you're closer to around 55% ATS. And that really goes to the, you know, hey, you're you're only laying, you know, you're only getting a few points on the road. Theoretically, home field, three points. It should basically say it's kind of a coin flip game on a neutral site. Pritch, I'd look toward NC State there getting uh, getting a couple points. You missed the three. It was never really available, but it's really moving in their favor, despite, you know, Wake Forest being the popular bet. I look toward uh, the Wolfpack in that one.
4: Okay, let's get to the SEC. There's a game I'm curious uh, of your thoughts on. Uh, It's the number one ranked team in the country It's Georgia. Uh, They're laying 20 against Tennessee. Now, now Tennessee five and four record. We know what Georgia is. Um, Only 20 points, though. Are you surprised at that? Your thoughts on the game as well?
5: I am a little surprised by that, Pritch. And you got to give you know Tennessee credit because that was also a play last week that they really came through for a lot of wise guys. That was a really sharp move against Kentucky. I think they were getting three and they closed like minus one. So pros were on them and they came through. I look at Tennessee again here, Pritch. Call me crazy. I don't love betting against Georgia. I don't have a great record betting against Georgia. I think the only one was when Kentucky covered that number against them. But – uh, Pritch, what jumped out to me is um, public's not worried. They're saying, "Hey, Tennessee, yeah, you got a good offense. You're averaging 38 a game, but uh, you know Georgia is just way too high-powered and uh, will just you know take care of business easily here." But what I put some stock into with Tennessee is Pritch. They actually opened like getting you know plus 21, 21 and uh, 20 and a half, and the line is falling toward Tennessee, so mm-hmm. it's down to 20. You you missed the key number of 21, but even though. It's a big number. Public saying, I don't care. Georgia will win this one, you know, 37 to 10. Yet the line is going toward Tennessee. I'd look at Tennessee plus the points in this wood match system. I really like those home dogs unranked versus a ranked opponent. You're 57% ATS this year, 32 and 24. So line moving to Tennessee a little bit. It seems easy. Like, oh, I'm off the key number with Georgia. Just lay it. They can win by 21, and I cover we got to ask ourselves, why is this line falling? Looks like maybe some respect to money balls. I look toward the balls and the points here.
4: Okay, there's in-state rivals, but what about um, conference ri- rivals? Um, I know Florida, Georgia. We can go that route if we want. But Tennessee, this game just feels like it's an ambush game for them. Like in, in meaning they're trying to ambush Georgia. Like this is the game that they targeted all year with a new coach, uh, these players, and look, we got them at home. They're the number one team in the country as well. So uh, from my experience in college football, kids get up for these games like that.
5: Yeah, and I think that's an external factor that you can definitely take into account. I mean, you know, last week we were talking about Boston College and the Red Bandana mm-hmm. game, how they're paying tribute to, uh, to Wells Crowther who died in 9-11. These little things can kind of get you going and give you a little extra mojo, Pritch. So I'll take whatever I can get. I'm going to need everything here <laughs> if I'm going to sweat Tennessee in the points because I can already tell uh, when Georgia gets up 14-0 in the first quarter, I'll be sweating this thing like crazy. But again, if it was public on Tennessee and the line right. moving in their favor, I'd say, eh, nothing really there. But the fact that still the public wants to lay the points with Georgia, the <laughs> Number one team and yet it's falling toward tennessee Mm -hmm. looks like some balls in the points money coming in
4: yeah i don't know if the tennessee um volunteers have the the horses though but i'm just saying it it feels like it could be that kind of game that they targeted all year also georgia has only allowed 13 points the highest scoring team against them uh this year coming up next some market insights from josh applebaum that's next
3: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
6: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard
0: and Josh Applebaum on VSense, the Sports Betting Network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with the lock of the year. Simply paste a $10 Moneyline wager on either Baltimore or Miami. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either Baltimore, the Ravens, or Miami, the Dolphins, score a touchdown. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, the Detroit Lions had two weeks to think about whether or not they're going to win a game or not this year, right? A bye week. This is why I love betting. So, there's odds on the Detroit Lions when they're going to win their first game. So think There's, about that <laughs> for a minute. Like, you're, you're a football player, and you're on this team that's miserable. Okay, when are we going to win our first game? we got to get it this week against Pittsburgh. Okay, well, let's put up a, some odds on the board here. So that's what we have with the Detroit Lions. Odds to win their first game. Is it going to be this week against the Steelers? It's plus 340. You can look at Thanksgiving, week 12 against the Bears. That's plus 200. The Browns following the Steelers, plus 700. Your thoughts, Josh?
5: Yeah, so first off, Pritch, I want to prop that on over-under when we're going to see the first fan with a paper bag over his head, you know, with the cutout (laughs) with the eyes and the mouth. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's week 11 and a half over-under. But, uh, Pritch, what's intriguing to me, number one, if you look down this list, um, I think your only options are maybe the bears in week 12, they're at home against the bears It would be a divisional game. What is that? A, you know, a coin flip type number there, maybe a pick them. Maybe, I don't know. I see how fields would, uh, would be in progress towards that game. But then other than that, are they going to be meet, uh, beat the Vikings, go to the Broncos and beat the Broncos at home against the Cardinals at the Falcons at the Seahawks versus the Packers. I see all losses here on this list. Um, so I'd be either looking at the bears in week 12 or Take a shot. Go for that 0 and 17 plus 500. To me, that's uh, a bet that we've seen really, really, uh, you know, drop here. I think if you go back, you know, maybe a month, a month and a half, I think that was like plus a thousand, something like that. So it just goes to show you how they're kind of creeping into this uh, immortality that you, you do not want to be a part of. This immortality, Pritch, This isn't a good one here. But I would say all we care about is covering numbers. Detroit's 0 and 8 straight up, but they're 4 and 4 against the spread. They do play hard, even though they're not that good. You got to give Campbell a little bit, a little bit of credit there. And Pritch going to. Pittsburgh here, Detroit off the bye, they got a little movement in their favor. Pittsburgh opened, or I think they're laying nine points, nine and a half even at some shops. They're down to eight and a half here, so the lines moved in, in the favor of Detroit. We do talk about these teams off a of buy. I'd much rather want a favorite off a of buy. Dogs off a of buy are like right. only like 51%. There's not much of an edge there. But you would look at dogs off a 20-point blowout loss or more. Coming back the next week, 11-5 ATS, 56% ATS the last decade. And we talk about these road dogs as well. So uh, I would either say, Pritch, the, the Bears, or maybe go <laughs> winless here. But what do you think? Would this be a uh, an angle that you would try to capitalize on? Well, before
4: on? I answer that, i got to get to this tweet. It's from Adam Schefter, breaking news on program here. Josh, you love this. Uh, Adam Schefter <laughs> tweets that OBJ expected to be a ramp. Uh, so I'm looking at the Rams Ooh. line right now. Uh, it's still minus four uh, against San Francisco. Oh, look, it's Thursday. Uh, OBJ, could he participate in this game? Maybe. Um, but will that move the line? You're, I mean, it's, it's happening right now. I mean, Schefter, I, I checked to make sure it was a check mark next to him, too. <laughs> <laughs> so OBJ uh, finalizing a deal uh, to be a ramp.
5: Yeah, breaking news, Pritch. I thought you were gonna say he was going to New England because we've heard a lot about <laughs> Bill Belichick's his love affair with right. Odell Beckham, and there's a report that he quote unquote wanted Beckham badly on the roster. So the Rams are kind of a surprise here, Pritch. I thought, you know, I saw a tweet that he was looking at maybe, uh, you know, the Packers or the Saints or maybe the Chiefs, but that makes a total a lot of sense. You know, you on a team with a really good defense, good coach, good quarterback, and also, Pritch, if you let go of Deshaun Jackson and bring in Odell. We, that's got to be considered an upgrade, right? You know, again, this is a team that he wants to be, you know, win and, uh, you know, which, which is funny because he was on a quote unquote playoff team with the Browns to begin with. But that kind of makes sense. I'd like to see how he can perform with, you know, with Woods and Cooper Cup, and that passing game is just going to improve a ton here with the Rams. And keep keep my eye on that on that number. You know, we talked to Lou; he liked that under there, forty nine and a half down to forty nine. The Rams in San Fran on Monday night. I would look maybe San Fran. I know it's kind of gross. They haven't performed very well. Shanahan's a terrible ATS as a favorite. But as a dog in the division, Pritch, I'm seeing nine out of ten bets on the Rams there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on the Rams. At one point, that line was four and a half. It's now down to four. Four and a half was your number there, if you like San Fran. So, interesting here, Pritch. I, right. I got excited. I thought Odell was coming to Foxborough, Pritch.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know if he wanted to play with a rookie quarterback. Because for me, <laughs> and we talked about this yesterday, these diva wide receivers, it's about the quarterbacks. Stephon Diggs. Wanted to get away from Kirk Cousins and uh, get to Josh Allen. Look how that's turned out. And uh, I think if you are, oh, you, if you are Odell Beckham Jr., you're looking at okay Matthew Stafford versus Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, uh, you're right. Was he on a Super Bowl situation? But it was a quarterback situation too that ruined that relationship with Cleveland. So now he's going to a new place, replacing Deshaun Jackson. By the way, who wanted out of L.A. but I mean, it's crazy. Deshaun Jackson wanted out of L.A. He's with the Raiders now. And then, okay, Odell Beckham Jr. takes his place. The, the possibility of him playing, though, because uh, he talked about not signing with the team until after this weekend. Uh, and so that was, he was going to go through that decision process. But, but apparently the decision, the decision has been made, uh, and now he's going to be a Ram. So obviously there's a chance that he could play uh, in this football game.
5: Yeah, and Prich. Oftentimes, when you see these, you know, uh, either free agency trades, you know, all this kind of stuff, and injury. So if it's really meaningful to the line, you'll see an immediate move. So I haven't seen a single immediate move here. It's still right. painted four. It's still 49. So what does that kind of tell you? Either maybe Odell uh, won't play or isn't ready to play, or if he is ready to play, he doesn't affect the number that much. I mean, there isn't, there hasn't even been a juice move at all. Like mm-hmm. It's not juiced up further to the Rams. It's exactly where it's at. So we'll see how this thing develops. But uh, obviously with the with the Rams, we got Super Bowl aspirations. This is a big, uh, big boost here to your receiving core.
4: Yeah. So going back to the Lions here. Odds to win their first game. Um, Broncos on the road, maybe, 20-1 to if you want a long shot. Uh, It was brought up in studio about the Packers uh, that last game, week 18, 30-1. If the Packers have everything sewn up, uh, maybe they sit the majority of their players in that week.
5: Ooh, that's really smart, Pritch. I didn't really consider that too much. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense if the Packers are – uh, what are they at that point? I don't know. Uh, 14 and 2, or I don't know, like 13 and 4. And they want to rest some of these guys, and the, it means nothing to them. That could be worthwhile, 30 to 1. But, Pritch, you know, of course, Jordan Love will start and they'll roll over the Detroit Lions anyway. But <laughs> I'm sure in a uh, divisional spot, I'll probably have to take the points with them in week 18.
4: And then to go 0 and 17 or plus 500, which I don't know. I'm leaning that way. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 0 and 16, if the only team to do it, 0 and 16, then 0 and 17.
5: Yeah, so it's only fitting, Prez. They should have both those awards, Absolutely. right? You'll know, make it easy. And by the way, our poor guy Patrick Maher, a Detroit Lions fan, long suffering. I, I'm sorry, Patrick. I'm sorry you got to deal with this, but maybe we can <laughs> catch a plus five hundred and ease your pain a little bit.
4: There you go. Okay, the Market Inside Podcast always got to tune in for that. What do you have for us today?
5: Oh, got a lot, Pritch. Huge day to be betting on sports. Number one, I got that teaser in pocket with Baltimore, uh, minus seven and a half down to minus one and a half. I would mention right now, as we're doing our show, of course, the best hour to, to be doing a show at Beeson, the three to four hour. Pritch, a lot of steam continues to go on Baltimore. Okay. We started the show, they're at minus seven and a half, minus eight. I'm seeing them now, they're up to eight and a half. Do we get a nine? This thing is moving further and further to Baltimore. So, on the one hand, you say, Hazmat wears. You're getting a better number with Dolphins, but ask yourself why you're getting a better number. (laughs) Looks like a ton of Ravens money here, so I'm probably going to stick with my teaser at this point. Uh, Pritch, we got a college football game tonight, North Carolina and Pittsburgh. I'm going to play a windy under. I cashed a windy under last night with Ball State, which was by the skin of your teeth. There was a field goal there late to keep it right under the number. I think that was 62 down to around 59 and a half or 60. Windy under tonight. It scares me. I'm nervous. I was joking with Ben, our producer here, that uh, this is a deadbeat over. You know, both these teams are putting up like 40, 45 points a game. Uh, we got 6-3 and three to the over with UNC, 7-2 and two to the over with Pittsburgh. But here's the thing, the weather. It's a windy underplay, and that's why I'm going to take this under. It opened at around 74. It's been bet down to around 72. I'm looking at some books. Maybe you can find a hook there, 72-and-a-half. But that would match as a windy under system match, Uh, the uh, wind is going to blow around 15 miles an hour here in Pittsburgh. And if you look at the wind 10 miles an hour or more this year, the under is 67 and 43, 61%. So uh, I I was joking with Ben. I'm going to be, you know, uh, probably cursing myself when it's 27, 24 at halftime Pritch. but I'll take the, uh, the under here. See if the wind can be my friend. Uh, And then also the NBA, uh, real quick, uh, I'm gonna take the under in the Raptors 76ers game. Open 213.5. It's down to around uh, 211, 210 and a half, somewhere around there. These are two of your slowest pace teams in the NBA, Pritch. If you look at uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, they're 29th in pace. Toronto is 27th in pace. Toronto is also 10th best defensively. And I was watching the Celtics uh, game last night against the Raptors. They play so slow, Pritch. They're really deliberate. They chew up the clock. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a lot of overs with this Raptors teams this year. So I, I took the under two ten and a half and a half in that one. Uh, and then also um, looking at college basketball, we got a huge slate tonight, Bridge. Uh, All-day action. One system match that would keep an eye out for is when you're a big spread yep. that falls. You're a favorite of 15 or more, and you see a total that falls. TCU-McNeese State tonight, 142 to around 139 and a half. You usually get up big, take your foot off the gas. Big spread, unders, TCU tonight.
4: Yeah, UNC Pittsburgh, about 30 scouts are going to be uh, credentialed for that game, including five GMs, Josh Applebaum. Should be an exciting <laughs> one. Great job. We'll see you back here tomorrow at The Edge coming up next.
3: Zumo Zumo Play.